For years, the American public has been victimized by the so-called cinematic geniuses, telling us time and again to see inferior movies, leaving us bitter and lost with no return. But no more! This travesty of justice cannot and will not continue, because we now have the Cinema Judge! Hello and welcome to the Cinema Judge. First and foremost, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. To all the regulars, thank you. At the end, I'll thank you more specifically. But first time listeners, thank you for showing up. I appreciate that. Just so you know, I've been doing this show as a cable access show for 20 years now in Bloomington, Minnesota, but I also make it as now a podcast. Now today we have another independent film. Well, not independent. It's just not a tent pole. And I, like I said last week, I absolutely love doing these kind of movies. Because, yes, everybody loves the big blockbuster, the extravaganza, and all that. But these kind of movies are the ones that you could sink your teeth into, you know, based on a novel. And hopefully now, after you hear about this and hear the interviews, maybe you'll want to read the novel. So, this story today, this movie, is called Words on Bathroom Walls. In a nutshell, I'll read the storyline to you. This is straight from the internet, so just... You know, just for total transparency, a young man is diagnosed with a, with a mental illness halfway through his senior year of high school. A witty, introspective teen struggles to keep it secret while falling in love with a brilliant classmate who inspires him not to be defined by his condition. Now, these kind of movies are so difficult to make when you tackle anything with mental illness and what people in real life really have to struggle with. And we've seen this before in... A Beautiful Mind. Well, not everybody, but many of us have seen this movie, and it's impossible to compare the two, obviously. But the idea of tackling such a subject where I often forget, even though I saw Beautiful Mind, that people who suffer from this, schizophrenia that is, often not only hear voices, but they see people speaking them like, like they're really there. So while they're having a conversation with somebody, they also see somebody else speaking. So everybody out there who has to you know, fight this and struggle with this. I I can't even tell you how much I salute you. You know, I complain over a hangnail if I'm having a bad day or anything so simple like that. But people who have to struggle with this and and they they thrive just that alone, trying to make that into a movie and being honest and fair. It's just it's just really fun to watch this kind of film and it's being honest and it's but it's doing it in a fun way by telling it through a love story. And this film is directed by Thor, and I'm going to butcher his name, so I apologize, Frodenthal, and I apologize, but his name, I was, I'm was i probably just call him Thor. He's directed, you know, TV shows like from Car- Carnival Roll, The Expanse, The Tick, and DC Legend Legends of Tomorrow. He brings you this, and it's, and it's written by Julia Walton. That's the novel, and it, char- it stars Charlie Plummer as Adam, the main character who suffers from schizophrenia, and Taylor Russell is his love interest. And she played, you know, her character's name is Maya. And also in this movie, it has Andy Garcia. He plays a character called Father Patrick. And we all know Andy Garcia. He's been in The Untouchables, Stand and Deliver, The Godfather 3, Internal Affairs, Dead Again. I could go on and on. This guy is Hollywood 
legend. He's like royalty, if you will. He's just a great actor. And when I said earlier, you know, Taylor Russell, who plays Maya, she was in Escape Room, a TV show called Lost in Space, a movie called Waves, Before I Fall, another TV show, Falling Skies. And Charlie Plummer, who plays Adam, he was in. He was recently in All the Money in the World in the TV show Boardwalk Empire. Now that we've introduced you to the cast, we're going to start out with the veteran here. We're going to have Andy Garcia tell us what drew him to this project. Well, you know, the screenplay was beautifully executed. So the story really, you know, touched me, obviously, and having an opportunity to to lend a hand in trying to bring the idea of mental illness, you know, uh, in terms of a story, how that might be able to help people who are either suffering from it or know people who are suffering from it or, uh, you know, have close members of a family and you're trying. There's a lot of things to learn from this movie. And it's told in a sort of uh, in a way that's maybe a little bit more palatable to sit through with the, you know, the nature of the inventiveness of bringing these characters to life and how they speak to him. And there's a there's, a, I guess, a youthful quality to that, to the style of the film that perhaps gives it a, a, a wider reach for people to embrace. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, the character that they asked me to play really touched me. I felt, you know, a, a kinship to him and felt as though uh, there was an opportunity to show the clergy in sort of a modern way, sort of like a hipper type of priest, you know, that uh, they exist, but sometimes they're not portrayed that way so much in films, you know. And, uh, you know, he's the kind of priest that might, you know, if nobody's around and he's in the confessional, he might light up and smoke a joint, you know, that kind of thing, you know. So that's sort of conceptually what I was thinking, you know. Obviously, sure. it doesn't happen in the movie, but that's kind of like it struck me. And uh, and the fact that someone like that can have a genuine effect on this child and that the arc starts from uh, the child taking in the priest at sort of uh, advice and very cynical and somehow later, little by little, you know, it helps them get through ownership of what it, what's what he needs to take ownership of in order to move on with his life. Coming up next, we have Charlie Plummer, who plays Adam, telling us what drew him to this project. Uh, what attracted me to the story, a few different things. First of all, the people involved. Second of all, the subject matter. And then third, really, um, the way that the filmmakers, Tor, Nick, Pete and Mickey, wanted to go about talking about the subject matter and how they wanted to do that. That really pulled me in at the beginning because mental health, I think, is one of those things that, you know, should be talked about much more than it is. And I think a lot of the reason for that is because people don't really know how to talk about it. It's still something that's uncomfortable and and unknown. And and that's, you know, very understandable. And I think it was clear to me that the intent behind this was, you know, hopefully educating people, but also doing so in a compelling way and making a good movie in the process. And yeah, so for all those reasons, I was really hooked. Coming up next, we have Taylor Russell, who plays Maya, the love interest of the main character, telling us what drew her to this project. Um, I liked the, um, you know, the messaging behind it and telling a story about schizophrenia and mental health um, issues in, you know, in our youth. And I thought that that type of um, subject matter was really important. And I also 
really connected to my character and I thought that she was um, relatable for a lot of young women and I moreover related to her so um, so that excited me. Coming up next we have Charlie Plummer who plays Adam. Now in this interview I really enjoy what he has to say here. He enjoys the research finding out what this character is about and not that that you know makes the performance any better or not but every once in a while you hear an actor say you know I just want to go in there without getting everything too clouded in my mind and not get too much information and then just do what I'm told not that that doesn't work or that that's not great but just me as a viewer I like to see and or hear that an actor cares and they really want to take every bit of information whether it being reading, listening, going to a psychiatrist, listening to stories they tell, whatever it is, just me personally as a viewer likes to know that the actor cared enough to really investigate and get it true and honest. So here is Charlie Plummer, who plays Adam, talking about that process, about finding the character. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, that was, I I quite honestly did kind of go, oh crap at the beginning, because (laughs) for me, I think I knew going in, if if I were going to play this character and and be a part of making this movie, I needed to know for myself that I really did everything in terms of research and and in terms of trying to understand what this experience is like that I possibly could. Um, And so then that really started, of course, having conversations with Tor and, and kind of understanding the, the, the process he had already begun for himself and, and, you know, looping myself into that someone and then doing some of my own research. And he actually connected me to this psychiatrist who um, specializes in working with young men who have been recently diagnosed with schizophrenia and getting to talk to that guy then um, at length about, you know, the, the, what the experience of of having a psychotic break is like, what the experience of uh, psychosis is like for the first time for somebody, how long it takes to understand these things. And then also in turn, you know, what his patients also are just kind of in the midst of in every other area of their life, you know, when it comes to their family, when it comes to relationships, like these are still 16 year old boys that he was talking about at the end of the day. And, Mm -hmm. and, you know, in a lot of ways, they don't want to think about this illness unless they absolutely have to. And they want to be thinking about their dreams and, you know, the people they have m- might have crushes on and stuff like that. And, and I think getting that, that bit of information too, from that guy was so helpful in terms of reminding myself as an actor that it, it's so easy to, I think, get lost in the technicalities of what this illness might be and let that be the story rather than bringing it always back to a really human place with this character and just rem- rem- remembering that this is a part of his story, but this illness is not the entirety of his story in any type of way. Coming up next, we have Taylor Russell, who plays Maya, talking about the themes of this movie and how everybody from every age group can relate to this movie. I think that so much of what our, um, what teenagers and the youth go through is so much of what adults go through and we think that it's so different and they're in a different universe, but they're not, especially now they're so complex and so mature for their age and seeing the world and experiencing it in this, in the real time, like most adults are, especially right now. And, um, 
And so I think that there's a lot of universal themes that just probably uh, kind of expand as you get older, but they're all there already. Um, and I, I have a younger brother. I ask, you know, ask him about things and it, like specific things, you know, like vaping's a really big thing right now. It wasn't big when I was, you know, younger. So there's specific things, but I, but I really do believe that the core issues remain the same and, and it, it doesn't feel like it's that different. It doesn't feel like there's, there's so much more that, that didn't already exist um, in terms of relatability. Coming up next, we have Taylor Russell and Charlie Plummer when they first meet at school lunch. I'm Maya. I'm Adam. I came over here to intimidate you into silence, but something tells me you're pretty harmless. Are you the school's drug dealer or something? You're looking at Santa Agatha's projected valedictorian. Show a little respect. What's with all the cloak and dagger in the boys' bathroom? It's just side hustle. I'm the kind of person who knows how to get things done around here. For a price. Homework, essays. So you're like the Bernie Madoff of academic fraud? Sure, only I don't get caught. Coming up next, we have Taylor Russell, who plays a love interest in this film. Now, what makes this kind of film very unique, you have to shoot this film with people in the room, but then you don't see them in the room. So when they shoot this kind of movie, the actors have to pretend they don't see those other people. But in real life, they're there with them shooting them. So I always respect actors who have to do these kind of films because while they're acting, they have to ignore those people in the room, but yet they're still speaking to everybody else. So anyway, here she is talking about that whole process. Um, not always. I mean, it, it, not not always. It, we did the scenes first, just Charlie and I, and then and then they would come in after. So I had you know many takes where I was able to just kind of do it the way with him and see what that was like without the hallucinations and then when they came in it felt like I already had my footing to some degree um and that I could focus a little bit more and 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 be more present and not as distracted um that being said all the hallucinations are really funny actors and friends of mine and so um and so there were you know moments and that we would you know freak out and laugh and be crazy but um, but not as much as I think it would have been had the role, had the, you know, order been switched. Coming up next, we have Charlie Plummer, who plays Adam in this film, talking about the cast and crew all working together and just trying to make the whole environment better to work in. So here is Charlie Plummer talking about the cast and crew. The whole, the whole gang of everybody, I mean, really from the cast all the way through the entire crew, genuinely were so wonderful. And I think everyone had their own stake in the story as well, which just made it that much better. And it was such a kind of trusting, safe space to be in for that. And I think to be able to tell this story, you kind of need that. Um, and that was really set by those other actors just as much as anybody, but really like those guys like Andy, you know, like Walt and then Molly, who have been doing this for a really long time, showing up and just really knowing how to go about this. and. And just being really so helpful throughout um, for me because, you know, it is a lot to kind of go have going on in my head all the time. And, and the days were long and, 
And even if you have the greatest team and greatest producers and all that stuff in the world, you know, it is what it is and it can be really tough at times, but being able to look to them for support. Um, and then likewise, being able to look to like Pete and Mickey as well, like from all angles, having that there was so, so helpful, but they just bring such, such life to, to these characters in ways that I think are just essential to the story. Um, especially with those hallucinations. Like, I think if you didn't have good actors playing those parts, they could so easily be written off. And because we had actors of that magnitude doing it, it really made a world of difference. Coming up next, we have Taylor Russell. In this interview, she talks about working with similar actors that she likes, but in different characters, different roles, different skins. And these kind of interviews, again, I've said it before, I'll say it a million more times. I love it when people talk about working with actors again and again and how it builds trust and how they it just makes the whole process much more enjoyable so here is taylor russell talking about working with fellow actors in the cast um, uh yes i i didn't know i think until a couple weeks before filming that she was going to be in it but she's a, a friend of mine and and i really love her and think she's so wonderful. Um, and it's great to work with her again. Molly Parker, I also worked with before and mm -hmm. it was really lovely to work with her as well. And um, that's the best part about this business is you, you keep meeting the same people again and again and again in different, for actors in different suits. So, so it was just a joy. Coming up next, we have Charlie Plummer talking about, now remember, in this movie, he has these hallucinations. While he's talking to other people, he has these, sometimes a couple other people talking to him at the same time while he's talking to somebody else. So here he is talking about how those real-time actors sometimes made him feel, you know, fun. They, they had fun on the set and just what kind of chemistry they, they brought to the whole shooting process. So here is Charlie Plummer talking about that whole situation definitely good times definitely good times that we had i'm just trying to remember like a specific thing that was funny i mean honestly yeah getting to work with devin he was just always making me laugh just i mean he's a really funny person naturally but then when he's showing up and he's just in the bathrobe and the boxers and you know he's very much in the spirit of the character i think it was really hard to keep a straight face and, and quite honestly, Andy as well. I mean, he would kill me. He would crack me up so much. And I think that was, that was also tough. Because obviously, again, like, you know, I think Adam is really, for a lot of the movie, in a pretty chaotic headspace. Mm -hmm. And so <laughs> having these guys that would, you know, accidentally pull me out of that with, with their charm <laughs> was sometimes, you know, tough. But, but, but well worth it in retrospect, for sure. Now, coming up, we're going to have a clip from this film, Words on Bathroom Walls. And in this scene, we have Adam and Maya. They're in his bedroom just talking about what he's into about cooking. But what makes this scene really fun is he is seeing the two people that he sees often, or, you know, two of the some of the people that he sees. And she, obviously, his friend doesn't see them. And there's one gentleman sitting on the bed and then also there's a woman sitting there and then you hear her speak up saying, look at her, not me. And while all this is happening, he's trying to maintain this conversation with Maya. So anyway, here's a scene from Words on Bathroom Walls. What's with the cookbooks, Julia Child? Oh, um, I'm sort of studying to be a chef. Sort of? Where are you? I am. 
That's your thing. That's my thing. You don't hear that every day. Yeah. Wow, the Encyclopedia of Cinnamon by Alicia Tella. What she can do with cinnamon is seriously unreal. <sighs> what? Are you surprised that I've surpassed your level of nerdiness? Please, you're talking to the captain of the robotics club. Oh, well, um, I can literally make the final dish served on the Titanic. Oh. You want to go there? All right. For my eighth grade science fair, I built a functioning replica of the Mars rover. Out of soda cans. Well, for my 16th birthday, I went to a cheese seminar in Oregon. Last summer, I won the Google Science Talent Search. You know who handpicked my project? Neil deGrasse Tyson. No. Come at me. All right, I got nothing. What? Don't look at me. Look at her. You have a problem with eye contact. Do you always say exactly what comes in your mind? I mean, I could have a degenerative eye disease or something. Yeah, well, it's best to say exactly what you mean or nothing at all. Unrelenting honesty, you know? Coming up next, we have Charlie Plummer, who plays Adam. In this interview, he's talking about his upbringing and how it relates to the character he plays. Yeah, I had such a specific upbringing in that I, you know, I started working when I was 10. And so I think I just kind of had a different, I mean, I, you know, I think I experienced the normal, like embarrassing things that people, you know, go through in growing up, but nothing that, nothing that ever felt like, oh my gosh, I have to hide this from uh, more even like, I think that that more kind of manifested later um, for me because I wasn't really in that environment, in that school environment with kids. And I wasn't having to think, you know, I was just with my family and obviously, you know, they, they know everything about me better for worse. So. <laughs> so yeah, but I think later I've really been able to kind of, to learn that lesson and, 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 and have a better understanding of, of, of what, fear and what secrets can do to a person and and for you what they can do like you know that that the idea of like oh i can handle this i can put up with this myself you know that yes that might be the case in one moment but how quickly that really um the curtain is really pulled away and what's revealed is just like you know that i think for me i i really found that i was just really really scared and 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 i think accepting that and then being able to move on from that place and and, and doing so with the support of other people, which I think absolutely happens in the movie. I think that was what helped me so much. And, and that's really what happened with Adam. But I would actually finally say that it was, it was much closer to the experience of shooting the movie that I was learning those lessons than, than any time before. But Coming up next, we're going to have another scene from Words on Bathroom Walls. I'm going to try to set this up the best I can. In this scene... They're both walking down a pier, getting to know each other a little bit more, asking each other questions, and just feeling each other out. So here's a scene from Words on Bathroom Walls. You know, when I first met you, I thought, maybe he's just awkward and unsocialized, but that's not it. There's something else. Oh. Cool. <laughs> Thanks. I, I don't know what to say to that. I'm just me. I'll crack you, Petroselli. Hey, let me ask you a question. Why does the valedictorian risk it all for a side hustle? I like helping people, big deal. <laughs> Maybe I'll be the one to crack you. 
Coming up next, we have Taylor Russell explaining what she feels audiences will take from this film. Um, I hope that they can see their story mirrored on screen and that it's affirmative in some capacity. Um, I think that, you know, there's a lot of people that deal with this and, um, and it hasn't, you know, been seen necessarily um, prior. And so I, I, I just hope that, you know, people can relate in some, in some way. And, um, and if not, that they can learn something about, about schizophrenia and mental illness. Now, coming up next, we have another clip from this film. And I'm going to try to break this down once again. In this scene, they're sitting on the beach having a conversation. But while they're having this conversation, he sees two other people at the same time. And again, his friend does not see these people. And they're talking to him, and he's trying to block them out and trying to tell them to you know, step back. And his friend is like, what's going on? So... In this scene, it's a great depiction of the struggle of battling what you think you see and what you know is there, but still trying to balance it all. So here is one of those scenes from Words on Bathroom Walls. Finally. No way. What is going on with you? Nothing. I'm fine. No, you're not fine. You don't even look like you're on this planet half the time. Adam, look, you can trust her. No, you're right. There is something. Yeah, just show her who you are. Tell her about us. Don't do that. There's been a lot going on at home lately. I've been feeling really alone. I'm sorry. But I don't feel that way when I'm with you. So, I wanted, I wanted to know if you'd want to go to prom with me. <laughs> I know it's an extension of the patriarchy and everything, but would you? Only if you tell people that I asked you. Deal. Deal. Coming up next, we have Charlie Plummer explaining what he hopes audiences take from this film. I mean, I, I want them to take away, my hope is that they, they take away an earned sense of, of hope for themselves and for the people they love and for the, the future of the world, really. I mean, I think that's, that's my hope specifically with this because I think this movie is really going after the topic of, you know, what we were just talking about in terms of secrets and shame that surround that. And, and that really everyone, I think that's just a universal truth. I think everyone in their own way experiences that. And then of course, yeah, I think now connecting that back to mental health then and, and how that can be compounded. I mean, if someone is suffering, you know, then that, that pressure to, to hide that suffering, that pressure to, to just seem like everything's okay. We can just, you know, make it worse and worse and worse and, and go down this terrible rabbit hole. And so I hope this movie can be a lighthouse for people that might find themselves in a similar position, you know, feeling as though they don't have the safety, they don't have the, the place to put those feelings and to put those fears and thoughts that they might be able to find that somewhat in this movie. And then hopefully this movie just encourages them to, to be able to make those connections in their own life as well. Because I think that really is what, what helps Adam so much in the film and, 
I think that really helps everyone. Coming up next, I have another clip from this film, and I kind of struggled whether I should share this one or not. But for those who might not want to see the film or were you know on the you know on the fence, you know maybe it's one of those scenes where you think, hey, maybe now I'll see it. So in this scene, they're outside, and all the characters that he sees are around him, and they're all trying to protect him and just you know do what they do. And in this scene, we have Taylor Russell approaching him, and she knows what's going on. She finally has figured out his situation. So she approaches him with all his imaginary people around him, and she you know tries to tell him, "Look at me. I know what's going on. I'm here." And then of course he has to you know. This is the part of the movie where he says, no, I can't subject you to this. It's for the best. Maybe we shouldn't, you know, pursue this anymore. So here is one of those classic Hollywood scenes, if you will, where somebody realizes, hey, I know what's going on, but no, 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 I can't subject you to it. So here is that scene from Words on Bathroom Walls. Hey, I'm, I'm sorry about the hospital. No, I don't care about no, the hospital. I, I was just in a bad place, and you have I know, every I, right to hate me. I, I, if you I don't, don't hate you. Hey, stop. Is that why you didn't tell me? Because you thought that I was going to leave? Hey, right here. No. Well, then I'm I just, don't under- I'm always going to see things and, and hear things that I shouldn't. And the drugs aren't always going to work. And I'm sorry, but I can't put you through that. I'm sorry. Just for total transparency, that scene was edited from its original length. In that scene, there was a lot more pausing and just dramatic moments. But because it was dead air, I just decided to cut it down a little bit just to get the point across. Now, up next and finally, we have Andy Garcia in his mind of what he hopes audiences take back from this film. You want your things that you do in life to have resonance, you know, that that's always been my barometer, dude. You know what I do. I hope that it has resonance. It doesn't have to be something deep. It could just be something frivolous and entertaining, and it has resonance for you because you've lasted and your spirits have been lifted. So I think in this case, it's the same thing. You want the subject matter and what you learn as you watch the movie to have resonance in your life. Whatever that resonance is, I just hope that it's a positive one. Sure, it, people can relate to it differently. It can. It's not, you don't go in and say, this is my message and this is a thing. You present all the complications of these relationships and how people need to help understand each other, have more sort of humanity understanding and and uh, not be quick to judge people who have illnesses. Uh, but an illness like that is not only a great struggle for the person who's in it, but it also it's a, also a great struggle for those around him that are trying to figure out and discern how can they help uh every time i try to help i i i I put the wrong foot forward how can i put the right foot forward it's a constant learning experience uh it's not so black and white you know so if this movie sheds any light on that process uh that would be a great thing now we hope you enjoyed our in-depth look at words on bathroom walls now if you guys have any questions comments concerns ways to improve the show please feel free to contact us let me know let us know at cinemajudge at hotmail.com you can't hurt my feelings no matter what you say can be no more hurtful than i could ever say about myself and now i just want to personally just thank everybody who keeps tuning in to listen to this show from really all over the world we have you know people from the united kingdom the netherlands 
Vietnam, Ukraine, and just from all over the United States, even from my home state of Minnesota, from Minneapolis, Ashburn, Virginia, Boardman, Oregon, and then again from Minnesota, Minnetonka. We have New Holland, White Bear Lake, Herringay, England, Hanoi, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, St. Paul, Maple Grove, Washington, Virginia, in London, England. That's just some of the people who regularly tune in for this show. And again, all the places you could go to, all the stuff you could listen to, and yet you tune in to listen to this show. Every time I, I am amazed at everybody who tunes in and listens. And if you want to, please tell a friend. If you truly think this show is worth listening to, share it. Let somebody else know. And let me know what works, what doesn't work. But until next week, I'm Jeff. Thanks for listening to The Cinema Judge.